I put some weed in there already? Yeah, you did. Welcome to Duce and Backwoods. Make some motherfucking noise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. Uh, we gotta press the button, make sure niggas know we in here. Yes, yes. I am your host, Toon Day, aka Toon Got Jokes, aka Chocolate Poppy, aka Chocolate Baba for all my night job people, aka the Pinky Ring player, player, aka the Long Dick Slayer, aka Mr. Fresh sometimes, but not all the time, because then you'll expect too much. I'm getting it back, y'all. I'm getting my shit back. Come on. Stumbled a little bit, I, you know what I'm saying? But it's, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yes, we're back here at Ducey and Backwoods, another amazing episode. I got my main man here with me, my uh, producer. And uh, Mr. L.A., uh, my nigga T-Reg, you know what I'm saying? Make some noise, T-Reg. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Here with me. Got my visual guy on the, uh, on behind the uh, behind the, uh, camera, 1050 here. And we also have, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a recurring guest, even though he was here last time. But you know what I'm saying? We got Ohana Bam in the fucking room. You know what I'm saying? Make some noise, Ohana Bam. You know what I'm saying? We got a bunch of gang members in here, a bunch of Chicago niggas. I got my brother here, you know what I'm saying? Another brother here, uh, KD from Chicago, producer extraordinaire, up and coming. Let's make some noise for him right now. You know what I'm saying? My boy. Now, the special guest of the hour, the man that we have all come to, to see, to hear, to talk with, a very, very, very special guest. Um, it, it, it's an honor for you to be here, man, because like it's not something that you do often. It's something that you're doing for me, and I really appreciate it. I want to give it up for producer, writer, guitarist extraordinaire. Fucking, he's been in the Super Bowl. He's been with Kendrick. He's been with was it? Is it Kevin Lacey or what's the Steve? Lacey. Steve Lacey. Excuse me, man. He's traveled the world, makes some noise, but for Rob Gre Greg and I fucked it up. Geringer, <laughs> Rob Geringer. Hold on, I ain't give myself the button. <laughs> <laughs> I, we we practiced me saying Garinger. We just practiced this motherfucker. You said Garant. Garant. I said it's over. With. It's over with. Yeah, it's, it's literally. You saw it falling apart. You know what it is? You saw the R first. You got to see the U and yeah, the E first. Man. You saw the R first. Man. That's what happened. Man. Now, I, yeah. I tried. You just know I tried. I, I You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, I tripped at the finish line. I'm sorry. I was in the race. Granger close enough. Granger. Okay. Me? Well, we, we, freaky we Rob. It. You know what I'm saying? If you know, if you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? But my brother, welcome to do same. Bro, backwards, thank you, man. man. I, I appreciate you, you having me, bro. This shit is. I'm. I'm definitely proud of you, man. You've been thank doing you. your shit. I thank love you. tuning in, catching it. So it's like it's dope. I get to be here. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's Hell your time, yeah. man. Because um, I really wanted to uh, sit down with you, brother, and just um, shed light on your story, man. Uh, how old are you? By the way, Rob. I just turned 27. Just turned 27. Okay. Yep, yep. And from being 27 now. You first started your journey um, in music at what age? Honestly, two years old. Two years old. That's what they they got. They got videos of me on VHS. Like that's when I started playing drums. Mm -hmm. So drums was my first instrument, okay. and I didn't really pick up guitar and bass until I was like twelve. Nice. What all what all instruments do you play? So I play fluently. I would say primarily it's guitar and bass, then drums. Them still that's first love. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I play keys enough to produce my shit. I I did um like two years on French horn. I did marching band. Dang, nigga, I ended up dropping. On. Hold on. <laughs> Some niggas can't read well out loud, nigga. And you playing different instruments, folks? Like, yeah. damn. Crazy. There you go. He did. He just named like six instruments. No, bro. I definitely was blessed to 
but honestly, it's like the people you surrounded by too. Like I had a lot of good like mentors and like my music teacher that I had in um band. Like you couldn't even get in band in my school district until fourth grade. And what? And where are you originally from? Uh, Harvey. Harvey. Okay. Yep. Harvey. Yep. Little Family. We were just Harvey talking about World. Harvey. Yeah. You know what I'm yep. saying? So he can relate. <laughs> Shout out to Bill. You know what I'm saying? Bill, people from Harvey. I'm from we Harvey. dropped that episode too. So stay my tuned. family from the city, but I'm born okay. and raised from Harvey. Harvey. Okay. So it's like you know, and um, city even, of Chicago by letting it be known. Yep. And so um, like even being in band, like if I didn't know my music director from band. Not taking nothing away from God or anyone, but it's mm. like I probably wouldn't be sitting right here, here right, with you yeah. right now. Like mm-hmm. he really like challenged me. I had different people, my friends. Like when you had just a good support system around you, like it make you want to be better, especially mm. at the crib. Right, you know, yeah. Like, what high school did you go to? Thornwood. Thornwood. Okay, I well, went to Thornwood. so going to Thornwood has its own ups and downs and its own trials and tribulations. Hell you know, what I'm saying yeah. if anybody knows about Thornwood, um, it, it you know it's not the best school, but it's not the worst school. That's for sure. But um, being in the Harvey area, it has, like I said, its own trials and tribulations. But okay, so being going that you went that you went to a high school like Thornwood, that's a very made. They're very big on sports, football, basketball, track. Mm-hmm. I knew that they was big on that. What? compelled you to stay in the lane of music and in band and stuff like that rather than veering off into other stuff? To to be honest, high school is when I did kind of like steer away from band mm. itself, like the orchestral. And I still love it. And it was like, you know, something I really didn't want to do, but I felt like that music director wasn't enabling me to like really be better and be great. Like my mentor slash first music director, Mario, mm-hmm. he was like, Always challenge. I don't know. Y'all might have heard of. You ever heard of Van Moody School of Music? That used think, to be I think in Flossmoor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like, I saw, this yeah, is yeah, him. Yeah, 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 this yeah, is his family. Been. Like Van mm-hmm. Moody is his father. Oh, word. So it's like he had been challenging me. Like he knew I was good at drums. Mm-hmm. Like no, you're not playing drums. I'm moving you to French horn. Learn that. Mm-hmm. Like you know. But I'm glad because it just what is that's the big fucking. That's yeah, the, no, that's. that's that, what, what, that's the circle one. The tuba is the big shit that you but be having like, to hold on to. I was to. pissed. I'm not going to lie. Till this day, he know it. I was pissed. I'm like, you, what? Like, like I was first chair in percussion. Yeah. He like, no, but it's like, he saw it. Like, I want this, I want this man to grow. Like, I want him to be uncomfortable and, mm-hmm. and do some different. Cause like, that's hard. I kind of low key had a one up. I have been playing drums since I was two years old. So mm. it made sense in the long run. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's, it's very interesting to find somebody like yourself and understand your story about it. Because the, the, the last episode we had Bam on, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, say shout out to my brother in the room, he chilling. You know what I'm saying? But we talked about his musical journey. We talked about my brother's musical journey. We talk about other people's musical journey. Even, you know what I'm saying, my homie T-Rig. Like, we talk about everybody's musical journey, and everybody has their lane in certain instances. But certain people, they start, and they start um, experimenting with certain stuff, and then it they they stay into that. With you, with experimenting in certain stuff, what made you not say, okay, I know I can play the drums and all this other stuff. What made you not actually want to make music yourself and be on the background? Um, I think it was just me really, because I, I, I'm definitely making music for myself now, but I mm-hmm. think it was just me growing into it. I mm-hmm. always been like, I feel like I've been chasing a sound that's like, I got to create it. I've always been able to hear certain stuff in my head, but like what I might hear was right to me is not always, I kind of go against the grain. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's just um, something that stuck with me in everything that I did. I, like, if you asked me 10 years ago, I thought I would be the world's greatest drummer right now. Mm. And I ended up picking up a guitar and then I found out like I got 
pretty much perfect pitch, like different nice. things like that. You can't that's find dope. out from playing drums. Like, the, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so do you so think like, that that situation, okay, do you think that that situation that somebody pushed you towards something else is what allowed you to find your true calling and your greatness and what you do now? Yeah, no, for sure. Or was it just an overall interest? Like, no, I just like guitaring more. Or was it somebody that pushed you into it more? No, I, I think it was both. Because mm. when I started learning guitar, I like, I right off back, I practiced it way more than I had ever did drum. Drums was kind of just like second nature to me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I didn't even know oh, I wanted shit. to play for, for artists. I didn't know that shit. Like, I was gearing myself up to get ready to go to Berkeley College of Music. Oh, really? And the homies was calling me. First like, of all, let's make some fucking noise for Berkeley. <laughs> I don't think y'all know. Niggas that go to Berkeley ain't stupid neither. So yeah. evidently, nigga, what's your GPA in school? Um, it, it stayed around like a three some, three point three. Something? Like Man. I'm not gonna lie, in high school, that's when I started gigging. So I was like homework, all that shit. It was it was out right. Of right. If somebody it, you get a call in high school mm -hmm. like, yo, do this concert on Friday, it's paying five hundred, but we got rehearsal tonight. And so tomorrow, you started like, working early, like yeah, you started bro, that's doing what I was like, saying. like. So I, you didn't. So did you? Would you say that you really had like not even saying a childhood, but like a high school experience because you started technically buzzing early? Yes and no. How so? Explain. Like my first two years of high school, like my freshman year, I wasn't really hitting the scene like that yet. Mm -hmm. I was just really starting to come around. So I was going to a couple of the house parties. I was going to, mm -hmm. a, you know what I'm saying, doing mm -hmm. the high school shit. Sophomore year on, smoked. It's like, I had to grow. It's like, nigga, you got to pick. You want to be a kid or you want to make this bag? You want to make these connections? You want to get better at this shit and like kind of be ahead of the game for when it is time to leave for one wood and mm -hmm. pursue whatever that was. At the time, I'm thinking it's still Berkeley. Right. But I had niggas calling me home. Our, right. our friends, David Phelps, Matt Hines, like mm -hmm. people you know. Right, like, yeah. This not it. Mm -hmm. They showing us what we know. Right. Like, and even when I told my mom, like, I kind of wanted to switch and move to LA. Even then, it was still like, well, you got to get in school. You're going to be doing something. You ain't going to just right, be yeah. like. So you didn't go to school. Technically, you did not go to school. Bro, I went to Musicians Institute here for 33 days. Like on my transcripts, Damn. it says I went for 33 days. I won an audition that came through, uh, you know, the. Um, they had like the little program. I, I forget what it's called, but pretty much like they had a program where they would let artists come through. You could have an audition for their for their band, whatever, and mm -hmm. you could pick the students from the school. Mm. Quincy Quincy Jones had one, bro. What? Out of nowhere, I didn't even know. So you got picked by Quincy Jones, bro. Quincy Jones had one for this artist he had named Tommy uh, Tommy Ward. He was kind of like on some. He was like a young Frank Sinatra. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He was like a young uh, Frank Sinatra, and he was getting ready to do a residency at the Wynn in Vegas. <laughs> what the fuck? I was like between us. I, this is around the time when I was gearing up to go home. I was over it out here, bro. Really? Like, this was, you know, I moved out here October right. of 2014. This right. is like January of 2015. Like, it was, was like, done. I yeah, was I remember, over it, bro. I remember, you know what I'm saying? Bobby I was over out here. it, Like, bro. it was a lot. You was going through a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot, going. bro. Yeah. I was over it. And it was like, I had just told myself, like, literally, I was like, a nigga was struggling. I'm like, gee, I got $30. Do I use this shit to get in the Uber and go do this audition? Or do I use this shit to eat today? Mm. And I'm like, fuck it. Got the Uber, went and did the audition. I kid you not, bro. His mom, Tommy's manager was his mom. Bro, when I finished the audition, I just hear, flap, 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 flap. Like, fuck, like it felt like somebody was running after me. Mm -hmm. She's like, wait, 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 you, you. I'm like, 
excuse me, like, what's, you know, good, like, what's yeah, going what's on? Mm-hmm. She's like, between us, there's at least two more hours worth of auditions. If you, see, if you say you want this gig, it's yours right damn now. He loves you. Quincy like, Jones. No, the the Tommy. Tommy. Oh, right. But Tommy is pretty much Tommy was signed to, to Quincy. Quincy right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like mind fucked because I was finna go to the waiting area. Like you had to wait there for like, you know, till mm-hmm. all the auditions was mm-hmm. done. They said you would get a text. Mm-hmm. And she literally came up and was like, Yo, if you say you want Man, this gig, it's it's yours right now. Right now. And I, I was like literally in disbelief. And remember I told you I didn't even have no money to eat. Like I right, used yeah. it on the Uber. Ooh. Nigga, like she first she, of all, bro. Look at she, you. It, they took me to dinner though. Really? So it just show you like how a movie. <laughs> yeah, make some noise, man. Like bro. make some noise for my boy. He got a whole Mark Lifetime on, movie man. going on right here. Folks spent his last right. thirty bones. I'll never. <laughs> bro, and you life. know, See, like a, a nigga was eighteen story. like that. Yeah. You know, thirty dollars yeah. to an eighteen year old. That's like yeah. three hundred, nigga. Like yeah, <laughs> you know what bro. I'm saying? Like, okay, oh, you know what's crazy? I, all of that shit too, because like, you, like, and a lot of people don't even know this about you, right? And I know this about you from being older and knowing your family. You're related to um, an NBA basketball player. Kendall Gill. Kendall Gill. Shout out to Kendall yeah. Gill. That's Chicago's own, a Chicago Bull and a Chicago native. And um, you have a very big family too. And you're also related to the, uh, yeah, that's it, to the um, grandkids of uh, the owner of Harold's Chicken. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a lot of shit going on over here in my nigga blood. You know what I'm saying? No, he got a lot of success going on. You know what I'm saying? Niggas are made to the league. Motherfuckers are made premier chicken. You know what I'm saying? And niggas is out here now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Getting the eyes of Quincy Jones, people. Okay. So did any of that, background within your family, like, at the end of the day, nigga, you can't, you can't help who you're born into, you yeah. know what I'm saying, and what you're born into. So the privilege that comes from being a part of that has to ha- be something. So did you get any, any extra um, attention or any extra, like, um, lessons or anything that you were able to have an up on other people because of that connection with your family early? I think that's what's cool about me and what makes my family respect me more cuz actually it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with Kendall or with like the Harold's connection yeah. mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying like Harold Harold Pierce's daughter is my godmom right. you know what I'm saying her sons are my you know yeah, yeah, my I, know daughter, I run with exactly. them like but it's like she they like they built that Kendall built his thing and it's like what I'm doing on the music side I'm the first person really from the family to like you know pursue it this young and like really like I've only ever made money from music. You know what I'm saying? I've never I thank God I never had to work like a never had a job. Five, like never a had gas, job. not a gas station job, nothing. Like the most I would do was go my dad would make me make some noise. Like, yeah. I'm saying, never had a job. <laughs> never had a job. You know, my dad would make me work summers with him. You know he did the construction right, shit. Yeah. And like so I would be nigga be carrying around tools and shit. What's that called again, son? A hammer, yeah, okay. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. But I'm I'm even grateful for that though. Like you know what I'm saying. It's just it it is it give you like a different discipline and you just learn some shit that you can take with you forever. Okay. Like, so you evidently know? you have a strong, uh, tight connection with your family and yeah. stuff like that. And what's dope about your family and shout out to the Gill family and shout out to your you know what I'm saying, uh, your peoples and everybody else. You know what I'm saying because I look at it as when everybody has an understanding within your lineage of being successful and being great, 
it then becomes a pot. You know what I'm saying? And everybody has to add to it. You know, when you have something that you come from or something that you believe in that you think that others within your family can benefit from, it's then now their opportunity or their duty to add to the pot. You know what I'm saying? So all the things that you've done, you know, you've been able to etch out for yourself within, you know, your lane and add to your lineage and to your legacy. And you know what I'm saying? That's dope. And that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to bring you down here to really talk about that. Um, because um, I know that you've been through a lot to be able to achieve these things. Like uh, one specific thing, uh, you brought up your father. I know that um, you you had lost your father. My my grandfather. Your grandfather. My grandfather. Yeah, your but grandfather. I mean, yeah. pretty much. Like, yeah, yeah. Was it like was my... amazing because I know I reached out to you. You know what I'm saying around that time. You yeah, know? that's like, why. Um, as my namesake, like I'm exactly. That's why I wanted to talk about that. So like, he... was he a guitarist as well? Or... Yeah. Exactly. I knew. I knew. I knew there was some yep, serious yep. connection. There's your namesake, grandfather. So talk about how that affected you. So within... he was. Um... He was he was Robert Louis Geringer. My dad is Robert Christopher, and I'm Robert Ryland. We all Robert so you're the Geringer's. third, and I'm literally the merger of like my family always talk about how crazy it is. I am literally the merge of granddad and my pops. Yeah, yeah. My pops would even tell people that he had me for him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I connected closer to my granddad than my yeah, father did, could. Right, right. Even up until he was like an older teen, like wow, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. granddad played, and like that's where I get like. You know, you would always ask me like how I got such a big music background as far as like even what I know song wise. Yeah, song wise. Hell yeah, your shit's crazy. That's, that's Granddaddy yeah. though. Like Granddaddy, he he listening to Stevie Wonder, Prince, Jimi Hendrix, The Beatles, like Return to Forever, Weather Report. Then you got Dad who bumping Wayne, Dre, mm. Uh, mm. Pop, mm. Biggie. Like so, I'm like the merger of both. That's why I said mm -hmm. I feel like. That's right. one of my intended purposes. It's like the is best to of like, both worlds, yeah, you know along with the new generation as well. Like, and it's a way to merge it all. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's what I've been like working on, cracking the code with these past couple of years. It's just like how I do it, but still keep it me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Dope, dope, dope. Okay, my next question to you then is this. Um, what then, what was the thing that took you to the next level then that even allowed you to come out here? So you started doing things in, in, in high school, started getting on gigs and stuff like that. When did you find the situation that was like, all right, cool, I, I need to take my talents to the next level and go to Los Angeles? Another another good brother of mine. Oh, you actually got him. Can I, can I tell him? Yeah. Uh, another one of the guests you want to get on here for the season, uh, brother Rico, Rico. Nichols. Uh, shout out to Rico Nichols. Let's make some noise for Rico. Let it be clear, and whenever you see this, we wanted you on the show, but you're out of the country right now doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? So, but... Rico, I'm, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get you on the show, brother, because I know you had a story. So I wanted him, I literally wanted him to be on here with you. But you know what I'm saying? That's yeah, no, shout I'm going to I'm gonna pull we're back gonna up. That's gonna my... that, yeah, we're going to pull back up for that part, too. So but go for that's it. My, that's like my, you know, that's my big brother. And you know, mm -hmm. it's funny. Me and Rico met because when I met him in my younger days, I still wanted to be a, a drummer. drummer. And mm -hmm. Rico was like, Rico and Clem, hands down. Coldest young niggas in the city. Mm. And I like literally admired them, but I, I was closer to Rico because Rico's stepdad played at, he played drums at my church. Church. Ain't it's always at the church, right? It's always at the church. Shout out to the church. Shout out to the church. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hallelujah in this mother. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like. Everybody musical yeah, background yeah, low key yeah, do yeah, be coming yeah. from church. You know what I'm saying? Post came from praise church. You know you come, yeah, praise and we're all type of shit. Like, yeah. everybody shit usually comes from church and most in most I mean, instances. it play a heavy part. And I honestly, and people be thinking, like, because of how, you know, 
like skilled I am in, and I had that veteran shit. But I'm not like, I didn't start playing in church until I was like, no, I'm listening. I, I didn't start playing in church until I was like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. The same t- around the same time I started playing guitar, like I started playing in church like a year after, like maybe a year and a half after I had started learning to play. Mm-hmm. So it's like still sometimes it might be in church today, they might pull a hymn out or something that I don't know because I'm not like, I didn't really like grow up, grow up in it. I just had a couple strong years in my, t- like in my teenage years where I played, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's weird how they know the kids that grew up in church, how they know those records. That's how I know like the Stevie Wonder records and the, because that was like the stuff that was being played around mm-hmm. me more. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So Rico got you to the point though that you wanted to move out to LA. How? Rico, um, what he did was on some real. He came out here and like everything I did when I moved here, he had just done. Like he was literally telling my mom, like, yo, I know y'all looking at Berkeley, but for what he wanna do, he gonna end up coming out this way anyway. Cause mm-hmm. he had just went through the same thing. He went to a Musicians Institute okay. a little bit longer, but he was even telling my mom, like, don't put me in there because, like, you know, we kind of, we knew what we were doing already. It was just a matter of time. Like, I had to just come gig and, like, show my face, go play at Sayers and mm-hmm. play at the Federal and different things right, just right. so people could find out who I was. And right. then So uh, you pretty much had to start from, so when you got here, you know what I'm saying, you started working with bro, and then you kind of just started from. Yeah, you know everybody he think to... he just threw me in. Bro did what he could, but it was like. At least a year and some change before I got on Kendrick, even though he was playing for Kendrick Ooh, already at the time. Now you know we finna go there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Great, 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 great segue, like, King. So cool. <laughs> you get here, you get the vibing, you get doing shit. Your man's is here. He putting you in, in play. You know what I'm saying? You're working your way up. Next thing you know, you're working with Kendrick Lamar, Los Angeles on Compton representative. How oh. the fuck did that happen? Bro, literally, bro. Rico, um, Rico had hit me and was like, "Yo, they they might be going a different route as far as band wise. They looking to like, you know, get some new pieces. They wanna they want a new guitarist. I'll put your name in the bracket. Just kind of." And on. Rico was already working with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was already over. Shout out to Rico, Rico. We come, bro. We gotta get you on the show. We gotta get you on the show, please. Bro was um, he he was all like he was the drummer over there already. Mm-hmm. And so he told uh, the the music director, the other big homie, Tony Tony Chicago, and then um, I was I was I was young, so I know for them they was kind of hesitant on it. And mm-hmm. I promise and how you, how old were you? 19. Nineteen. I with Kendrick Lamar. Nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> Continue, King. And so um, I just remember being at home, literally like this, on the couch one day, and um, I got a call from. From Rico first saying that the guy that was kind of overseeing the music shit at the time with Kendrick would be calling me. And literally soon as Rico got off the phone with me, this man called like, yo, you got your guitar, you got your pedal. Can you get to center stage? And I'm like, when? He like, right now. Right and now. I damn near, I damn near broke my leg. Trying to, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even, oh, bro, didn't, like, didn't even hang I'm up. I'm getting up right now in my drawers <laughs> and everything, nigga. Hold like, on, let me get everything. Like, it don't even matter, nigga. I didn't yeah, even like, I, I damn near forgot to like end the conversation. Right. Phone just on the couch. <laughs> Folks just said, listen, I'm grabbing like, everything. Phone, like for real. And um, I went up there, I played, Um, they was working on To Pimp a Butterfly. He was about to tour mm. that album. Yeah. And I had to come in. He was like, is there any songs you knew? And I knew I knew I. And I knew um, These Walls. You had to walls. play them. 
Yeah. How? Because you just I'm practicing on your bro, own. Bro, yeah, you gotta think, nigga. If you know, you know how we are. We from the crib. Like preparation right. is key. If I key, true. if I got a hint that I feel like I'm gonna get called for this shit, I didn't been listening to it. I didn't Jeez. I'm studying the show when Rico listening to their rehearsals at home. I'm in the living room with him. Like just I I but I care that much though too. I'm going and I'm oh, like that's just searching, fuck. trying to find their performances on YouTube, whatever. Like, you know, I would rather be prepared than not. You know what I'm saying? So Make some motherfucking like, noise. Oh, freaky Rob, this nigga, that, that's, that is what you call proper preparation yeah. prevents when poor blue performance. Fucking mind. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's the understanding of opportunity meeting preparation, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and making the success story from that equation. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So, okay, cool, of course, you went there. I know you, you know what I'm saying? Them niggas was blown away when you know what I'm saying when you when you got there and you got the you know what I'm saying showing out and shit. So how long did you run with uh, Kendrick from that point, bro? It's like, shit. We we didn't did everything up until now, pretty much. Like I so mean, what, we, what what the fuck? What else? Nineteen, yeah, 19, eight years. Yep. 20, 2015 for me, twenty fourteen for Rico. So Rico really been there nine, and I got eight. So it's like um. Hmm. We, I definitely been doing some some other stuff lately, but it's like that's family for that's that's family forever and yeah, always. Like right. a lot of people don't know, some may know, but that's who actually get Kendrick gave me the name Freaky Rob. Wow, that's who I got the name Freaky Rob from. I had this little oh, wow, like, that's hard. It was two things. I he like yeah, you know I how know I am. I'm yeah. real technical, technical with my shit very, with the, with the pedals so. and shit. Yeah, so I had the guitar much. just doing a bunch of crazy shit, and he just was like, yo. That shit freaky as hell. But as I was doing it, you know how I be yeah, playing. I got riding, my little freaky yeah, rock. Yeah. He was like, and you I got that merge. freaky ass rock. That's your name, Freaky Rob. <laughs> like Damn. literally. And that shit just stayed with me. Everybody over at TDE was, yo, Freaky Rob, Freaky Rob. I look up even on other gigs and shit. Like when I was doing Mac Miller, rest in peace. He right. calling me Freaky Rob. Like, yeah, I got I got the clearance from Dot. I'm, you, you Freaky Rob right. over here too. Right, right. Freaky yeah, Rob. So okay, I'm, hold on. First and foremost. <laughs> first and foremost. Freaky Rob, you gotta, this is your time to shine. This is not huh. the time to fucking be bashful. I need you to look into the camera and list the niggas you've worked with because you're so subtle, you're oh, so humble. Shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't be doing interviews, motherfuckers don't know. Uh-huh. You've just been working with Kendrick for eight years, nigga. And then you've been working, you've been working with legendary niggas. You just dropped Mac Miller like it was nothing, just threw that in there. So fuck that. Uh-huh. List who you've worked with in the past uh, eight years. Yeah. Shit. Um, yeah, Kendrick, uh, Lil Wayne, Eminem, Bro. Cardi B, Chloe Bailey. Talk your shit, man. <laughs> Speak um, up, too, when you say it. Say it with your chest, man. Let's niggas know. Don't be that. humble, man. <laughs> Cardi B, Lil <laughs> Wayne, <laughs> God himself. I just did um What you mean? I did the Grammys with Steve. I did the Oscars with Still Rihanna. Wait, Steve, Steve who? Steve Lacey. Oh, okay. Make I did sure. the um the Oscars with Rihanna. Did the oh, wait. Rihanna who? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right. Come on, Sack. Keep it going, folks. Come on, man. But yeah, um Super Bowl, work with Ian Dior, 24 Karagona. It's I definitely been blessed, bro. And I get to do like the the Soul Train Awards occasionally, the BET Awards, like the stuff like that. That's the shit that as a kid, I used to be wowed by that shit. So those times, like. We used to watch this shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? 
So to be in the house bands and do that shit is like, okay, that's that's different just because that fulfills something that weighed on me since like a child. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm gonna be honest with you folks. Like I was watching the Super Bowl when you was performing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Nigga, I called my mom. <laughs> she a Nigerian woman that ain't watched a football game in her life. But I made her fucking get on the get the remote up. Look at the nigga in all blue that's out there fucking it up. He was out there fucking it up next to Snoop, next to fucking Eminem, Dr. Dre. Nigga, my mama knew who you was. That shit was legendary. Legendary, wow. folks. My mama knew who you was. Hey, man. Hey, fuck everybody else. I don't know what y'all doing with y'all life. Man. But my niggas out here getting to it. Let's make some noise. Freaking fucking loud. Much love. Much love. I ain't gonna lie, man. That shit ain't. This shit just ain't for me, bro. That's for y'all too. So when I when my when I get to be around my niggas and y'all like call me, I know oh this this man right here, bro. This this man, Brenton, the video I got from him, I literally was crying <laughs> and laughing. Were you were you at the Super Bowl? Because they said he you know him, he tough, but he he low-key sentimental too. Bro, He's, yeah. He was in fucking like Brent folks was like uh uh Tulum or some shit at the time. Yeah, folks in Tulum. So hey. niggas is rocking, watching you rock out in other countries, like, nigga. Yeah. Wait, what you mean, saying. nigga? I you lucky y'all wasn't in another country. Right I'd have been in that bitch on tape. We in Mexico, nigga. I'd have been that bitch on tape. It's like this is my man's man. Everybody pay the fuck attention. Watching I don't, that I don't shit. think nobody could really understand. Like, bro, I felt so much love at that time. Like, it a nigga literally felt heavy. Like, I gained mm. weight, like in a good way. Right. Like, I couldn't even like for two days, bro. You remember? Yeah. Like, I text you back. Yeah, it was yeah, a couple days, back, but yeah. it's like I couldn't. I couldn't do the phone for like two, days, two days, bro. Yeah. My shit ain't. Like I ain't never shit. got on Instagram and mm. had ten thousand nothing. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, everything was like just going crazy, and I was I was genuinely like enjoying myself out there. And I think that's the best part. That shit, even though it was work, that day for sure did not feel like work. That felt like that day of like, I've been drooling over this shit forever. And now we here, it's easier than I thought it was gonna be. This shit flowing better than you could ever imagine. The preparation was there. We rehearsed for three fucking months for the Super Bowl. Mm. I got the call for the Super Bowl. Now I can say it. I got called for the Super Bowl like that September, that October. And imagine that, I can't say shit per the NFL <laughs> network. I gotta stay quiet. I'm like, motherfucker, what <laughs> you doing? What you, what you, like, doing what you doing? Nothing, chilling. What you doing December, Jay? Just chilling. I'll be around. I'll be around. Like, for real, mm-hmm. bro. And okay. I have went through some bullshit. Like, the shit people don't know. Like, oh, okay. Remember? Well, you know what? You know what? You know what? On that note, we're gonna take this break because I wanna get into that bullshit that we're yeah. talking about. We're gonna take this ass. smoke. Oh, break yeah, right no, nah, we on there. Yeah. And we're back. Okay, so um, dope. We uh we were talking about, you know what I'm saying, the tour life, you know what I'm saying, and everything, and that's uh it's pretty cool. Um, seeing as you've you're 27, you've been touring now since you were at least 20, 19. You know 18. What I'm saying? 18. Yeah. So you've been touring the majority of your life. How has been your social life and your, you know, your your relationship life been, you know, while being on tour like that? How how do you, you know, work around, you know what I'm saying, being a normal person because you're away for, you know what I'm saying, months at a time? It's um that's a good question. It's it's really just learning the balance, bro, for real. That's what I learned. Like, I learned it's okay to like if I can, it's okay to take some days off and like 
go home, see the family, which I mean, of course, is a no brainer. But like, I, at one point, I was going so much, it was literally like my relationship was weird, kind of with like my immediate family. And then when you have their kids, fault. No, no, no kids. No yeah, children. I know you don't got kids. I just had to say that. Instead of yeah, them, no, no children. I'm like, you know. But it's it's just it's just a practice over time for real. Like I was not good at the shit. Like when I first started touring, mom would call me, everybody. Like you, boy, your ass that went out there. You you ain't called nobody. nobody Let us know you breathing nothing. Right. Like, yeah. It's just, but I was also like just in the midst of everything, and that's that's a big transformation going on tour. Like, you know what's you know crazy. I literally just seen a clip um, from Kobe recently. Um, I think in his like his documentary or whatever he did, you know what I'm saying, that he had. And he was talking about the sacrifices that come with being um, great in something. And it's like, the thing is, everybody's not going to like it. It's not going to be appeasable or to be comfortable or um, convenient for everybody the focus that you have when you're tapped into whatever it is that you you do that you mm -hmm. want to be great at. And it, the sacrifices come where you don't see family, you miss birthdays, you miss weddings, you miss graduations, you miss, you know what I'm saying, frequent phone calls, you know, family reunions, all these different things because you're doing something that is propelling your name and your legacy farther than whatever it is that, you know what I'm saying, you were born into. So it's like sometimes it hinders those relationships. You know what I'm saying? It hinders those situations, you know, that you would want to be in, you know what I'm saying, in those events that you want to be around with your family, but you can't because you're on tour or you in LA, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? You have people in Harvey or people back at the crib, you know what I'm saying? So with that though, how do you um, find time to still be able to connect with them and still focus on what it is that you're doing? Um. I think I just had to be intentional about like how I navigate with my time throughout the day. And I think like right now is the most like on track I've ever been. Like I get up, I got a personal trainer, I work out at eight AM every day. Right, yeah, you used to I'm be fat folks. Let's talk about it. Come on, bro. <laughs> how how the hell you know what I'm saying? You know, I love you. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, come on, you know man. Say? You look good. You know what I'm saying? No, bro. Homo, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, like you shit. used to be fat. Knock the hundred of them off. You know what I'm saying? playing ass nigga. But now you know what I'm saying, you freaky rob, you feel me? Motherfucker be out there leg up, all type of shit. A hundred of them shits off. But I ain't gonna lie, that came. Wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait. What? Yeah, you dropped a hundred pounds, I folks. Was, I was make some noise. I make some noise for that. God damn. <laughs> yeah, folks bro. need his own. You know what I'm saying? Dietary plan. You know what I'm saying? Knock that shit up like off Jared. me. I ain't gonna lie, that was motivated. Jared, right? <laughs> Biggest loser or some shit, folks. You need to be on that show, like bro, nigga, you killing no it. Bullshit. What's up? You killing it, folks. Yeah, exactly. You killed it. So how did that happen? How did that that weight loss happen? You lost hundred pounds. I ain't gonna lie. It's just like on some real, bro. You 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 already know niggas was smoking like a chimney before I got here. But then I come here. I don't have. I got like the freedom to do me. Niggas started making a little money here and there. It's like you know you're gonna eat, and you're gonna eat. You're gonna eat late at night. Right. You said you're gonna eat. You're gonna eat. You're gonna eat some good food. Right. You're gonna eat at lunch. You gonna eat after? Oh that? yeah, that crafts lunch and that that, that, that lunch that, that comes lunch, from it. You didn't even know this oh, nigga geez. was rolling. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's so it was just a thing. Like when I did that first my first Wayne show, I'll never forget. We opened up the show with Hey Mr. Carter. Mm. When mm. we started mm. the show, Classic. when we started Classic. the show, keyword everybody was dressed. It looked like a regular sitting. Mm -hmm. 
Wayne had his little intro where he came out. We played the band interlude, and like right before we actually went into the song, it went dark. Nigga, when the lights came back on, everybody, I'm talking about the drummer, the bass player, Wayne himself, everybody out they shirts and shit. Like the Hulk. I'm the only nigga standing there in my hands, in my teeth. <laughs> Just like. With man titties, like, going, I ain't finna bro, show y'all. And they going Fuck crazy. <laughs> All these niggas got dreads, so it just looked crazy. I'm up there, honey bun as hell. <laughs> just <laughs> one finger. Honey bun as hell. <laughs> you feel me? Like, and I was like, nah. And this was the lineup, bro. We had Hey Mr. Carter, John, six foot, seven foot. That's mm. how we started the show. Mm. Nigga, by six foot, seven foot, I had killed two bottles of water, a Gatorade. <laughs> Motherfucker. So you losing pounds on stage, bro? Lucky. And these like, niggas, that's really I'm, where it I'm nervous because these the niggas ain't. In the, the, you know what I'm saying? Bro, that shit on stage. Bro, I'm nervous because these niggas ain't touched their liquids. Mm. Nobody, nobody you has even went. Going through I'm it, tearing, like. I'm, going through it. <laughs> Folks up there bro, losing I'm, pound by the pound. Bro, <laughs> I'm killing shit. And I looked over at my tech like, yo. This shit ain't right. He he looked at me like nigga. I, I fixed your guitar. I can't fix your like. Folks need you know a what towel, I'm some water, and a nap. You know what I'm saying? And that shit was just baby steps, bro. I, <laughs> the niggas over there on Wayne, they was super like, they was super already acclimated. Like my big bro, like Eric Ingram, and like the other homie Keenan. Like them niggas was getting up every day, going to the gym. That's how they started the day. And my ass was nowhere to be found. And then I just remember I told him on some real shit like, yo, y'all y'all hold me accountable, like. And we did the tour, nigga, the first two weeks, I, all they had me doing was just running them out. I do what I could, like maybe a couple sit-ups, but it was really that eating and shit. I changed that shit. The first two weeks, bro, I had lost 30 pounds. Mm, like I shit. could not believe this shit. Like my shit was already baggy. Mm. And for y'all people that's gonna lose weight, don't buy shit until you get to the size you want to get. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I did. I thought had to recycle bro, so many different Can you songs. imagine doing three wardrobe, like, complete clear outs on tour? Damn. Nigga, I went from went a from size a 38 waist that tour to a Damn. motherfucking 32. Damn. 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 Folks yes, was an extra large to a medium. I was when the clothes was big. I ain't even had no third Right. He I went from a double X. Folks, the, thigh, the, the, the legs look like pillowcases, nigga. Damn. Like, them bitches was... <laughs> He looked like the nigga that was doing the snapping back in the day with the big t-shirt. When I first seen you, you had on a big ass polo and some motherfucking. It was like some some. It was like some swim trunks or something because you remember we had the pools and shit. Swim trunks. Folks came over ready to go swimming and shit. Like a lifeguard that was lazy. Yeah, definitely. And that's the crazy thing. Out of all of them, I probably swim the best. No bullshit. I was in that like a big ass ball. He's like a big ass floating device in the pool. Everybody can grab on. This nigga, this nigga, it's his pool. This nigga on the rail, like. Damn, niggas can't swim. This niggas can't swim. But your big ass was the one that could swim the best. I gotta say, well, I'm glad for you, folks. Man, let's make some noise. Hundred pounds, man. Shit. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot. That's what I'm saying. A lot, nigga. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's two, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot, nigga. That's some shit. Okay, well, that's dope, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Life has changed, you know what I'm saying, drastically. You know, coming from Chicago, from Harvey, you know what I'm saying, to LA, to, you know, being with Kendrick, to now, you know what I'm saying, being with Wayne. So, 
What would you say is the biggest difference between working with Kendrick and working with Lil Wayne on tour? Man, honestly, them, it's like they, they're both geniuses. They're both greats. And it's like, um, you know, of course, Wayne was around a little bit more, uh, well, way before Kendrick, but at the same time, they both just, it's, it's hard to explain. They both just got that thing, like they, even how they go about that shit. Like Kendrick really is one of those rehearsals. Like I take my hat off to him. This nigga really be in there. Like he rehearsed with us. He, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? He really care about the show. Like mm -hmm. Wayne gonna stay even if he got to to, to fucking two three a.m. He gonna he gonna have that shit together. Mm -hmm. I think um, really the biggest difference is just the catalogs, the 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 songs you get to play. Like Wayne, come on, bro. That shit went like when I got called for that. It wasn't much I had to learn, but like the specials and the band cues and shit. Like that shit is our, that's our teenage soundtrack. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Feel different. And the Kendrick shit that's is nostalgic down there. You know what I'm saying? Being a part of that, and yeah. the Kendrick shit is cool because it's like I get to grow with that now. And mm -hmm. I was already a Kendrick fan before I moved here. You know what I'm saying? The Section 80 and the Mad City, mm -hmm. all that shit. Like I was already hip to bro, but to see how to see somebody grow and evolve and be through that process, but then to also play with another person who is like literally one of the blueprint creators. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That shit is it just does a lot for me. And um even just other shit outside of playing guitar, my production, just how I hear music, my how I look at shows, how I that shit you know, crazy, put everything in perspective. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Word. Okay, cool. Well, seeing as you have a uh, immense catalog of the people that you work with, I want to get to actually this last thing we get to is this low key gem that you have this this hidden secret that a lot of people don't know about within this Scissor song, and the song that technically that has just blown up for her in the past two or three singles that she's dropped. Mm -hmm. You've been a part of, and what song was that specifically? Uh, shirt. Huh, shirt. Yep. Uh, so uh, before no, before we even make some noise, trust me, you know, so we gonna make some Ultra noise. Plus. But like um, that song, shirt. What? How did you contribute in that song being made? Um, I co I co produced it with Roddy Jerkins, um, aka Dark, Dark Child. Child. Okay, now we make some motherfucking noise. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You say I, you, that's crazy, right? You know what I'm saying? Now we make some motherfucking noise. Yo, My nigga, now. low key, on, ended now. up co producing that hit song, shirt. By SZA with Dark Child, just off a limb. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, explain that story. How that happened? Yeah, man. I um, I had just got back in town from doing some um, some Kendrick shit, and uh, Rodney had hit me. He was like, "Yo, bro, pull up. I got um, I got Solana over that SZA. He was mm. like, "We've been working on some stuff, but I just feel like it's it's a couple joints that you you know you can help me take to the next level." And um, I went over there, and um, he had played me. One the one joint, the other one that he got on there that I'm not a part of, the joint with a old dirty bastard. That shit was silly. Oh, like wow. he played that and she wasn't even on that, but I'm like, I know she was gonna like that beat. Mm -hmm. Shirt was like he had vocals, everything in there, but it was like me personally, the beat that was in there, I was like, you know, I think we can we can do something a little bit more special. And that shit was that shit was it was decent, but I'm like, I like those vocals, imagine hearing those vocals a cappella mm. by themselves. Mm. And them mm. shits was smacking. I'm like, mm. yo. So he he left to go pick up his sons from school. And um in the time he left, I just asked the engineer, like, yo, let me get a let me get a blank slate, like, just with the vocals. And I just, like started cooking some shit up. 
And then uh, when Bro came back in, I literally just, I had never did it before, but I just like hit space bar. Boom. Just played that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Opportunity, like, huh. gentlemen, like, ladies and gentlemen. Huh. Proper preparation and, prevents poor performance. And, yeah. and then um, Bro was like, no, that's that's it. Like, and he, you know, he contributed, added some sound, some stuff to it, and we like, I, I think he, I want to say he formatted it a little bit, and then he um, he FaceTimed her, and she was like, "That's it, that's it, Rodney, don't touch it." Like, mm. did he tell her that you changed it or bro, added I some shit to it? I don't, I, I can't remember. I don't think, I don't think he did right off back, but I didn't give a damn. It was just like you mm. gotta. Rem- I'm still in shock because I had never just dropped the beat. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? I was Fuck like, it. what's the, you know what I'm saying? What's the worst that could happen? They'll say no right now. I'll turn this And that's off. my bro. Like, like, we got like a it. really cool relationship. Like, that's my, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah, he got a really cool relationship with Dark Child. No, Biggie. Man, shut up. You know man. what I'm saying? It ain't nothing. <laughs> no, nah, but it's like. So, you know what I'm saying? Award winning producer. You know what I'm saying? I started, crazy. I, started, I got tapped in with bro in 2016. We did shirt in 2020, bro. Mm. This shit just came out. Not in 2022, right? In 2022. You see mm. what I'm saying? So that I shit happened. Yeah. Talk so about, people think you know this, like, be thinking this shit happened right then and there. Like, this shit was That's like, a, that was a planted seed a nigga low key forgot about. Mm. And it was low key a gift. Like, when I got home from finishing Mr. Morale with Kendrick last year, literally, he hit me like, yo, I need all your info. You ask, I need, I need everything. I'm like, what, like, what's going on? Like, they picked the joint we did as the single. Nigga, I like, that's why I have a new phone now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be clear. Everything new now. It just had, it had blew my iPhone mind, 17. bro. Because I was, I was literally praying in that time. I had a couple offers to go right back out on the road. It was some stuff going on in production. But I was like, literally, God, what, like, what do I do right now? And if that didn't speak, any louder volume, I don't know what would. Like, you know mm. what I'm saying? Because mm. it was like that shit. I got the text for that literally the day after we had got back. So it's like, imagine you get out, you get you get back from this long ass tour, you sit down for a day. Next mm. morning, bing. They want you to come help produce a song with Scissor. No, not oh, no, even. you oh no, not even they, produce. They, it's they, already picked the song that you already Wow. Yeah, we did. Wow. Right, right. So I'm right, like, right, right. I was mind blown. Right, like, yeah. Right, 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 I'm also exactly. like, okay, I hear you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm, I hear you, God, for sure. Like, cause it was like, I didn't. Even in that time, I don't think going back out on the road could have gave me the joy that that did. That phone call, like, mm, nigga, I was different. on yeah, edge. Yeah, like, bro. and it was still a process. We still like literally going through that process to finalize everything. Now, mm. you know what I'm saying? But it's just like when I got that call, it was just like. Yo, what the hell? Because mm. of everything I had just been praying on and everything I was trying to like, I'm not even going to say trying to pursue because I had been doing it, but it was just like I was watching that shit coming to fruition like right before my eyes. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wow. Man, that is um, that is crazy. Like that's, uh, let's make some noise for that's that. Shit, man. I was about to say that. Let's make yeah, some noise. Yeah, like I, I, you have to process it. Yeah, I know you're waiting for me to say it right. I had to process it though. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a, that's some shit. Like, that's that's amazing, bro. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy for you. Like, that's why we're here. You know what I'm saying? That's why we're here on the show. You know what I'm saying? To give you your flowers and let you know exactly, you know, everything that you've done is not being overlooked. It's man. not being, you know what I'm saying? Not glorified, not acknowledged. You know what I'm saying? You're a legend, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to tell you, you know what I'm saying, here amongst, you know what I'm saying, all these people. And, you know what I'm saying, the viewers are watching like, man, you are somebody that, you know, young people in the future will study, you know what I'm saying, because of your journey and because of how passionate and how dedicated you were to your craft, you know what I'm saying? And it shows, you know what I'm saying, because you have the the results and the resume, you know what I'm saying, to speak for it. You know what I'm saying? So you deserve all of the recognition that you are getting and then some, you know what I'm saying, for real, for real, because... Some of the shit that you know that you were able to say that you've done at such a young age, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like as a big bro, like I'm just I'm just proud to say that I know you. I said I can, you know what I'm saying, bring you down here and brag oh, about man. you. That's you know much saying? love. Thanks for having me, bro. For real, like I know. Yeah, you, for sure. Like to see you growing and evolving and doing your thing, bro. That shit is inspiration to me too. So Thank it's you. like, can we give a hand for Tune? Right, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah one time. Appreciate it. On. Appreciate that Hell for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying. I ain't gonna hold you know, hold you up too long. And, you know, we've been here for a minute. You know what I'm saying. Chopping it about a bunch of shit, and uh, it's been dope. You know, like your story is great. And we, what we gonna do is what's dope about it. We got we got a part. We got a part two coming. Oh yeah. Because we gotta get Rico. You know what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. We got now. You gotta help us get Rico. Because yeah. one, Rico, you gotta come defend yourself. You know what I'm saying. Tell your side of the story. Uh-huh. Two, we gotta see how we gotta hear how. His involvement, you know what I'm saying, in his story, you know what I'm saying, your story, because it's 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 amazing, it's great, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And just like I had Bam and Femme, you know what I'm saying, come down on the show, I really wanna see y'all dynamic and how y'all group y'all lived together for years, you know what I'm saying? Y'all been on tour together for years with different artists, you know what I'm saying? So y'all story is very interesting, you know what I'm saying, as a guitarist and a, a drummer. So um yeah, uh this has been a, a great episode. Uh let them know where they can follow you at. Please give them your social media handle and um we'll go from there. Yes, sir. Freaky Rob music. Freaky Rob underscore music. I'm sorry. That's on all platforms. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I'll be dropping some music as well soon, too. Word, word, word. Yep. I got my bro KD here with me. You know what I'm saying? It was a subtle voice in the back, and you know what I'm saying? When they go on the side, you know what I'm saying? I'm laughing. You know what I'm saying? Little Don't peanut follow gallery. You follow the peanut gallery at uh, <laughs> World Famous KD, W R L D, Famous <laughs> KD, you know? Word, 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 word. Uh, yeah, and you can follow me, of course. Um, at uh, Tune Got Jokes. That's T-U-N-G-O-T-J-O-K-E-S. And uh, yeah, that has been this edition of Say in Backwoods, another amazing episode. Uh, we thank our special guest, Freaky Rob. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you think our show is dope, if you think our show is dumb, we don't get no fuck. We did it the dad way. Let's make some noise for Say in Backwoods. We'll catch y'all next time. We out. <laughs>